This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. Well, guys, we're back. And we're back very happy, of course, because the Blues had a huge game last night. This team continues to just impress. If you're not impressed with this team, you're not a hockey fan. I don't care if you're from St. Louis. I don't care if you're from Manitoba. I don't care if you're from Grand Prairie, Alberta. I don't care if you're from Fort McMurray, Alberta. I don't care if you're from Dallas, Texas. I don't care if you're from Vancouver, if you're from New York. If you're not impressed with this Blues team, something's wrong with you and you're not a hockey fan. This team has just been impressive. I'm from St. Louis, and I think the Winnipeg Jets have been impressive. They've You cannot say the Winnipeg Jets have not been impressive. Most people pick them not to make the playoffs. Most people pick the Blues to have huge issues because of the injuries to Fabry, to Steen, to Bo Meester, to um, Berglund. Everybody thought the Blues would struggle massively, and they haven't. These guys have stepped in. People like Vince Dunn has come in and played. Tage Thompson played for a little bit, the youngster, and he stepped in when he needed to and played pretty good for a young guy. Made a few mistakes, but I thought overall played very well. Braden Shin, the guy we got for Yori Laterra, and I, I keep just laying there in bed at night, and I just keep going through it in my mind, trying to pretend to be Ron Hextall going, hmm, you know, I don't think Braden Shin's right for us. You know, Doug Armstrong is called, and... You know, he's wanting to give a Yori Laterra and a first-round pick. You know, I really like that Yori Laterra. And at that moment, I wake up and think, what the hell was that? Did Ron Hextall really do that? Well, Ron, regardless of what you think or the fans think, we got the better of the deal. I don't care how that first-round pick turns out. And like I've said before, first-round picks are a crapshoot. How many of them become stars in the NHL? It ain't, it, it ain't that great of a percentage. It's really not. You can get some good guys in the second and third round. There's a lot of good players that make the NHL second, third, fourth round, and there's some that even make it past that point. So good luck with your draft pick. I really do wish you the best, but I'm sorry, Philly fans. We got the best of that deal, and it just showed last night. That number one line is just killer. I don't know who can stop them. It's Schwartz having a great year, 11 goals, only had 19 goals all of last year, was very disappointing himself last year. But, man, he really started to show up after um, Coach Mike took over. Really played much better in the second half of the season. Schwartz, Tarasenko, Shin, what a line. What a line. The only thing that can stop them is themselves. And I don't see that happening. These guys have so much chemistry. Shin fits in so well. They, you can tell these guys get along. Are they best buddies? I don't know. But they get along well enough to play well enough together. And I tell you, normally, that means these guys get along off the ice. Now, the Oilers, that's a different story. If you've watched them this year, they do not look cohesive. Something is wrong with this team. And I don't know if they're fed up with their coach already. I, I, I just don't know. But when you look at these guys on the bench, they don't look like they're having fun, number one. Number two, there's no communication between the players. They sit there and they have a look in their eyes like, it's a deer in the headlights. You know, they have had some times where they've played well this year, 
but they've not really played overall great. This team had high expectations. I believe last year they had 103 points. If they keep playing like this, they're going to have a hard time even getting in the playoffs. They had this huge road trip, which, you know, they were on the road trip with the Blues game last night. They've got a bunch of tough games after last night's game. I just don't know where this team is going. I talked about earlier in the year that I think they shouldn't have signed Drysaddle for that kind of money. I mean, that's around $8 million for Drysaddle. Come on, guys. You can't pay people that much money. It seems like it's went to some of these guys' heads. They think, oh, I've got the money. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to play good every night. But it takes hard work. The other team's working just as hard as you. And you've got to work harder than them. Than them. And last night in 95% of the game, the Blues just outworked them. Outworked them on the puck. The Blues would come in and take the puck away from the Oilers defenseman. When the Oilers would try to cycle the puck behind the Blues net behind Jake Allen, the Blues would come in and take the puck away from them then and body them out of the way. This Oilers team's got issues, big issues. But getting to the game last night, you know, I would just re- mention Jake Allen. Jake was not tested a lot last night. But when the Blues needed Jake to make a save, when the Oilers had some good opportunities, he did his job and made those saves. Steam to Cantlin. Now Shen with the puck. Across to Schwartz. Back in front, but Shen was tied up. And the Oilers come out. Latestu with Cassian. Cassian drops it off. And a save by Allen. Great opportunity while shorthanded for Chris Russell, the ex-Blue. Here comes McDavid with Maroon. Maroon shoots at it. Stopped by Jake Allen. Here comes McDavid. Allen grabs hold of that attempt. That is a nifty piece of work by Jake Allen. Darnell Nurse starts it all, moves a puck to his partner, Adam Larson, and then they're up and out of the zone to McDavid. And you see Adam Larson jumps in and the stick of Bowmeister as well. And look at Jake Allen. He never commits down. He just stares it down. So Jake Allen does his job last night. Played a very good game in my mind. You know, when your goalie gives you a chance, you know, even though he's not getting a lot of shots, he stays in the game, keeps the other team off the board. It gives you a lot of confidence to get some goals going. And the Blues did that very early in the first period. And, you know, guys, I will say top line was awesome last night. All lines were awesome. But it was the top line that got things going. And who else is going to get things going for the Blues but Vladimir Tarasenko? Around behind for Tarasenko. Out in front. And that one gets blocked. Look, Bob. Knocked to his knees. Tarasenko shoots. Score! You got to have a presence on one of the best scorers in the National Hockey League. Look at him. He goes to a dead spot in coverage. Number 91, Tarasenko. Where's the resistance? Well, it's a little late. He's standing in the high slot. He gets it and whips it on goal. Connor McDavid's down low. He's trying to be uh, responsible defensively, but it's a late reaction by Maroon, and Tarasenko just whips it in. Great distribution by Shen. And look at how wide open Tarasenko is. It's too late at that point, and then Karam's in off the stick down low of Adam Larson. It was very obvious how dominant the Blues were going to be in this game. Just from the drop of the puck, it was great to see just they were all over the puck. Oilers look slow. The Blues look fast. And when that happens, when the Blues start getting opportunities and you leave Vladimir Tarasenko open in that slot, he's going to kill you 9.9 out of 10 times. And he killed him last night. 11th goal of the year for Tarasenko. Shin gets his 19th assist. Schwartz gets his 17th assist. What a line. What a line. Three minutes, 13 seconds into the first. 
the Blues are up one to nothing. So you're thinking maybe the Edmonton coach will see this and say, hey, we need to make some adjustments and put some guys on. We need to push guys off the puck. We need to be more physical, use the body. Well, that didn't happen because just about three and a half minutes later, uh, Dmitry Yashkin, this was all Dmitry Yashkin's effort here. Just a great effort by him to get his second goal of the year. And he was shocked when he shot it that it actually went in. But it was a great shot, and Talbot just didn't look like he's seen it. Yashkin and Ryan Strom battle along the near board. Shot by Yashkin, he scores! If you know the other team struggling defensively, engage your cycle and work the puck along the boards. St. Louis, they get the concept. So watch this. Strom thinks he has Dmitry Yashkin. We just talked about his big body. You got to finish on the guy. He lets him go, creates a little space. That's an odorous goal. That's got to be stopped by Cam Talbot. But if you're Ryan Strom, you can't allow that player to get separation. He does and then he finds a gap on the short side and they're going to pull Cam Talbot. That's why I said there was odor all over that goal, Kenny. That can't go in. That's exactly right. That goal cannot be let in. But even more, more demeaning to the Oilers were the way they let Yashkin. I know Yashkin's a big guy, but he just used his body and just pushed off on the Oiler uh, defender. There's not much you can do when a guy's that big and he just overtakes you and you don't get the right position. That was a problem with the Oilers all night last night was positioning. They did not position themselves well against the Blues of physicality. Dimitri Yashkin gets his second goal. Sunquist gets his third assist. Bortuzzo gets his fourth assist. Seven minutes, 35 seconds into the first. The Blues are up two to nothing and they did. They pulled Cam Talbot after that one thinking that might give him a spark. But uh, the Blues just outplayed them. They were outshot. Edmonton was 12-7. to Moving into the second period, Edmonton needed to make some changes. They really needed to make some big changes. But they didn't. If you watch the game, it looked like their same game plan from the beginning. They looked lost. The Blues looked like they knew what they were doing. It was kind of like watching a high school team play a junior high team. You know, a, a senior varsity team playing a 7th, 8th grade team. It looked that dominating. The Blues would continue to dominate. And that first line again, like I said, Jaden Schwartz gets his 11th goal of the year to make this a 3 to nothing game early in the second period. Defensive ideologies. And they will take on the Red Wings tomorrow night. Turnaround shot by Tarasenko. Stop. And then Schwartz scores on the rebound. 3 nothing, St. Louis. Uh, Kenny, you've been talking about Jaden Schwartz in real positive ways. Face-off situation, everybody needs to know where to go. Where's the defense going uh, for escape? Can't do that if you're Matt Benning. He's got to have down low slot coverage, 83. Too late getting to the puck, and he knows it. Just more mistakes made by Edmonton. That puck should have been cleared out of there very quickly. Should have been paying attention to what he was doing, Bennett that is. But he just didn't. And Schwartz come in, stole the puck away from him. Great effort by Schwartz to get his 11th goal of the year. That's a hardworking guy. Not just talented, but hardworking. Tarasenko gets his 13th assist. Shane gets his 20th assist. Three minutes, 52 seconds in to the second period. The Blues are up three to nothing. At this point, Edmonton does not have an answer for the Blues. Uh, the Blues worked hard last night. They made it look easy, guys, but they worked hard. It was a 60-minute effort for the most part. Maybe five to six minutes where the Blues didn't play their best, but it was basically a full-game effort. They would just keep piling on and piling on. And the Oilers are very fortunate at this point that it's three to nothing. And up to that, past that point, midway through the second, they're still fortunate because the Blues are 
basically out shooting them big time. They're coming up with more great opportunities than the Oilers are. Jake Allen's making saves when he needs to. But the Blues aren't finished. They wanted more, and they got more. 19 minutes and 30 seconds into the second. That's right, just about 30 seconds left in the second period. Braden Sheehan comes in and gets a great goal for his ninth of the year. Barasenko into the Edmonton zone. And behind the net is Larson. Larson had it stripped. Schwartz drops it off for Shen. He scores! They've been relentless. Hard on the puck. Larson's going to go back to play it. He gets it taken off of his stick and then right out front to Shen, who's got the hot stick. But what a piece of forechecking work. Jaden Schwartz hard on it. No Shen is there. Tarasenko to the net. The egregious turnover by Larson, but a skillful finish by Braden Shen. The Blues just keep piling on, and Edmonton has no answers. I just don't know what this Oilers team's going to do if they continue to play this way. On the other side, the Blues continue to play this way. They're going to be one of the best teams from now until the end of the year. Let's hope that happens. Braden Shin's uh, goal would be his ninth of the year. Schwartz gets his 18th assist, 19 minutes, 30 seconds in to the second period. Blues are up 4 to nothing. They would go into the third period that way, up four to nothing after outshooting Edmonton in the second period, fourteen to seven. There would be twenty-nine shots on go totaled in this third period. It would be a back and forth. Seven goals, guys, scored in this third period. Seven goals. The Oilers woke up a little bit, but the Blues just kept pouring it on. But it would be the Oilers Lucic that would get them finally on the board. Six minutes and nine seconds into the third for their first goal of the night. Great pass from McDavid made this happen. Sends it around the boards. Kajula chops at it and gets it to McDavid. McDavid with a nice move. McDavid drop pass. Lucic shot. He scores. Connor McDavid sets up Milan Lucic. And it's a 4-1 game. We always talk about Connor McDavid's offensive ability, but wasn't it talked to, what doesn't get talked about enough is his takeaways. He's one of the top guys in the NHL in taking the puck from the opposition. Why? Because he uses the stick so effectively. Look how he hooks that puck away from Alex Petrangelo. Gets it over me on Lucic. He makes no mistake about it. A little spark here for the Oilers, which just under 14 minutes to go, all because of their captain and his terrific work at getting after the puck, retrieving the puck, taking away from an all-star defenseman. Yeah, that goal by Lucic was definitely all Connor McDavid's effort. The way he, man, he, he really picked Petrangelo's pocket. That was a bright spot. That that does show you what an all-around player Connor McDavid is. Is he great body-wise defensively? No. But, man, he uses that stick. And as the announcer said, he can take that puck away. And he made an all-star defenseman in Alex Petrangelo look really, really bad. Milan Lucic gets his fourth goal of the year. McDavid with that great pick from uh, off of Petrangelo's stick, gets his 16th assist. And Kajula adds his second assist of the year, six minutes, nine seconds into the third. The Oilers are showing a little bit of life. The game is now 4-1. to one. I want everybody to know Connor McDavid was sick going into this game. And, you know, I know players don't want to use that in his excuse, but I thought he played pretty well considering how sick he was. The Oilers are really back in it because you know this team can score fast, but the Blues were not going to let them get back in it too much and Scotty Upshaw what a great great tip in 
on a pass from Thorburn. But, man, Brodziak played big in this goal, too. But Thorburn's perfect pass to Upshaw to where he just tipped it right in to give the Blues a 5-1 to lead. 7 minutes, 39 seconds into the third. Oilers finally beat Jake Allen on their 17th shot. to play at the line by Pareko. Knocked ahead for Brodziak. The ex-Oiler flies it across for Thorburn. Back in front. They score. Upshaw. 5-1 to one, St. Louis. Colton Pareko. What a play. He doesn't score the goal, but he starts it. Watch the read in the neutral zone against Kara right here. Separates him from the puck. Then he wants the puck. He chips it forward. The race is on. Brodziak eventually over. And what a finish by Upshaw. Thorburn, Upshaw, just out muscles Ryan Nugent Hopkins. But that all started really beautifully well done by Colton Pareko. Pareko had a huge night. I mean, a huge night. This guy played probably, in my mind, the best game he's played all year long. He's been missing a little bit in some games, and he really made up for it in this game. And although he didn't get an assist on this goal, he was key in it. He was the major reason this goal was scored. Upshaw gets his third goal of the year. Thorburn gets his second assist. Brodziak gets his fifth assist, seven minutes, 39 seconds. And the Blues are up 5-1. to one. So just as Edmonton gets a little alive, the Blues take a little bit of life away from him, and the Blues were nowhere near done. The Blues continue to put the pressure on. They didn't let up at this point, and Vladimir Tarasenko would get his second goal of the night and 12th of the year to give the Blues a very, very commanding 6-1 to one lead. Schwartz dropping it off for Tarasenko. Cuts to the slot, shoots, and scores! Kenny, he keeps telling you and I he's going to get to 50, and I think he will someday. Stretch pass. Little cross and drop. Eric Greiber says they don't do that in college hockey, but they do in the NHL. And he just walks Greiber, puts it on goal. It might even deflect it off of Greiber's stick. Let's see right there. No, it's straight in. It did go straight in, and it would be Tarasenko's 12th goal of the year, his second of the night. What a big night for Vladimir. Schwartz gets his 19th assist. Petrangelo gets his 13th assist. 12 minutes, 21 seconds into the third. The Blues were up 6-1. to one. Not two and a half minutes later, the Blues would be on a power play. And Braden Shin gets his second goal of the ninth and 10th of the year. And yes, Pareko had a big, big part of this goal. Power play goal for the Blues, 14 minutes, 37 seconds into the third. Pareko for Tarasenko. Back to Colton Pareko. Shoots one. They score! Deflected in front by Shin! Entry, puck movement, fill the lanes, get bodies to the net, show some patience, and eventually you can open up a shooting lane and the puck will find its way to the back of the goal. Pareko identifies, Shen chips it, and it's 7-1. The puck movement last night for the Blues was just great. It's one of the best games this year. Precision passing, players moving around, not standing around. Like I've seen in the past, last year, especially with Coach Hitchcock, this team was moving constantly. Whether they had the puck, whether they were cycling the puck, whether they were trying to get to the puck, just moving to try to get that open shot. Pareko got the open shot, and Braden Shin, just a great tip, tipped it right down between the legs of uh, the Oilers goalie. Shin gets his 10th goal of the year. Power play goal, Pareko gets his 7th assist. Tarasenko gets his 14th assist. The Blues are up 7-1. to one. 
After this, I would say the Blues, I don't think they stopped playing hard. I would just think they started to try to get a little bit more defensively and didn't pressure as much as they did uh, in the first uh, two periods and the most of the third period. But uh, Leon Drysaddle got to Edmonton their second goal in his sixth of the year, 15-11 into the third. The game is now 7-2. Maroon bangs away at a rebound, plays it right out in front. Nugent Hopkins lays it back to Russell. Russell, which strike by Drysaddle. The owners get a response. Drysaddle not celebrating, but the owners get their second goal of the night. Leon Drysaddle, his sixth goal of the year and first in the last six games. Needed that one. That's a good one for for Leon. Good work in front of the net by Patrick Maroon. He just kept hounding that puck. Good puck recovery by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And boy, does Chris Russell see the ice there. He doesn't even look for the shot. He fakes everybody. He thinks he's going to make it go to the net, but he finds Leon Dreisaitl. At this point, these are just garbage goals. Uh, you know, they're not going to come back. And, uh, you know, it's sad to see the Blues allow these three goals in the third, but they were way ahead anyway. This goal by uh, Dreisaitl would be a sixth of the year. Russell was big, a very good pass by him. Six assists. Nugent Hopkins is eighth assist, 15-11 into the third. It's 7-2. to two. The Blues would not be done. They didn't stop. Just a great, great play by Paul Stasny to tap this one in off this pass from Steen. And Pareko was key in this, too. Uh, just a big game for Pareko. 16 minutes, 58 seconds into the third. It's now 8-2 to two Blues. Pareko kept it away from a test due. Here comes Stasny. Moves to the slot. Drops it off for Steen. Back across. Stasny scores. Cold Pareko starts it. Edmonton gets eight. There's Pareko in the neutral zone, starting in a little cross and drop. Stastny and Steen give it back to Stastny, and he catches it into a wide open net. There's Pareko, what a play against Latestu. And this is nifty by Stastny. After you drop it, go to the net. Keep working your man. He works Russell. And a brilliant feed by Alexander Steen. Indeed, a great feed by Steen. Just a great pass. You know, Steen is you know, was injured at the first of the year. And I don't think he's had a great year since he's been back, but there've been games where the old Alexander Steen has really shown. And I thought he played very, very well last night. Stasny played also well. The whole team played well. Paul Stasny gets his fifth goal. Steen gets his seventh assist on that great pass. And who else but Pareko would get an assist. His eighth assist, 16 minutes, 58 seconds into the third, eight to two blues. Well, Hey, I want to say one thing. The Blues dominated this game. But you've got to be a little bit positive if you're the Oilers because they didn't give up. I thought this team played much better in the third. And it may be a, a product of the fact the Blues weren't pushing as hard towards the middle and into that third period. But man, the Oilers did show some life. So you know you've got some good players there, Oilers fans. You've got some guys that were very embarrassed by this loss and they get one more goal to make it 8-3. to three. Darnell Nurse would get his first goal of the year, 18 minutes, 49 seconds in. And it would be assisted by Drysaddle, his 10th. Nugent Hopkins gets his ninth assist. And the game ends 8-3 to three with this goal by Nurse. Nugent Hopkins. Now to Drysaddle. Drysaddle moving in a whip. Darnell Nurse. Nurse takes the shot and scores. Drysaddle sets up Nurse. And Darnell Nurse gets his first goal of the season and his first career goal against the St. Louis Blues. Good for Darnell. 
Darnell's been a bright spot this season for the Edmonton Oilers, and now maybe Leon Dreisaitl will start to feel a little bit. Maybe he can transfer that over to tomorrow. A nice goal by Darnell Nurse. Big win for the Blues, 8-3 to three over the Oilers. Oilers have to do something. they got to fix something quickly. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Oilers fall to 7-12-2. Blues improve to 16-5-1. 29 shots on goal for the Oilers. 40 shots on goal for the Blues. Power play, 0-for-1 for the Oilers, 1-for-3 for the Blues. Faceoffs, 53% for the Blues, 48% for the Oilers. Kajula gets an assist for the Oilers. Drysaddle gets a goal, his sixth of the year an assist. Lucic gets a goal, his third, sorry, his fourth goal of the year. Nurse gets a goal, his first of the year. Nugent Hopkins has two assists. Talbot makes one save on three shots and allowed two goals. Man, not a good save percentage. The Blues, uh, Tarasenko had two goals as 11th and 12th and two assists. Shen had two goals as 9th and 10th and two assists. Schwartz had a goal, his 11th and three assists. So that top line for the Blues, Tarasenko, Shen, and Schwartz all had four points apiece. Stasny had a goal as fifth. Pareko was huge last night, two assists. Jake Allen makes 26 out of 29 saves. And the Blues get the big win. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from two of the stars, Tarasenko and Shin. And then, of course, Coach Mike on this eruption of offense from the Blues. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit... Don't come like from a first game, you know. You, uh, but like I've always said, we need a time to figure out and talk with each other. And now we just, you know, enjoy our time together on the ice and just... Uh, you know, play for each other without uh, the jealous part and uh, try to create the chances for each other, too. You saw what happened with Braden there. You just automatic, you feel like going in there and stick up for your teammate? Uh, I not fight really often, you know this, but I don't really get, I think it was on purpose, like knee on knee and this kind of stuff. I don't like in hockey, so it's emotions, too, you know. Nothing, I mean, don't want to look like a good fighter, but just, uh, you know, happens sometimes. Do you almost feel like you, maybe you get more respect from your teammates when you do something like that instead of scoring or something? We'll see tomorrow. I don't know. Today. Uh, I don't, uh, maybe after tomorrow. Tomorrow is day off. But it's, I mean, it's part of the game and it's nothing. I don't feel like nothing wrong with it. You had a couple good blows there. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of boxing lessons, so. Chris Thorburn said he wants to switch spots with you. He wants you to be the fighter and he, he wants to be the 50 goal scorer. After his pass today, it's probably possible. And. Uh, you know, we have fun sometimes in practice, so just a couple lessons from Rio, from Torps. And like I said, they're just emotion, just part of the game. And, uh, you know, when other team know, like you stick up for each other, it's harder to play against us. Braden Shen just said that, you know, you, you say you like to talk and have that communication, but he says he almost feels like you guys all all know where the other one's going to be on the ice. Like, it's it's automatic right now. Yeah, it's now, yes, but before, you know, we talk in the locker room a lot, and uh, it's easier to play when you find out where is your guy. So, I mean, Schwartz, you play for, like, five years right now. It's our sixth year, and, uh, like, I know where he is. I don't need to think, and now we know where is Shenner, too, so it makes our game easier, and when you play like this, you have more emotions and get pumped up all the time. So, you know, good thing we win the games, too. Does this feel like a game where it was just clicking right from the start? What's clicking, man? But that everything was working well right from the start. I mean, it's always nice when you came from a road trip home and, uh, you know, sometimes you play a little bit cocky uh, because you want to play nice in front of your fans and the families. But we just do what our coach told us and just play hard from the start because we know they have a really good team and, you know, we just play for a win in every game. 
when you see, uh, you know, our, our, one of our better players or best player um, doing that, uh, you know, it makes everyone want to do it. Was there anything being said on the bench or, you know, anybody talking when he drops the gloves? Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I turned around and I didn't even know he was looking or asking him that guy to fight. So, uh, like I said, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh, obviously uh, a, a team thing to do, um, you know, him sticking up for me. And, uh, um, you know, like I said, that, that goes a, a very long way throughout the year uh, when you see, um, you know, uh, Vladdy dropping his gloves and, and sticking up for a teammate. It all felt like you've had chemistry with line mates like this before, just the way it's going. I mean, I, mean, I, I felt like I had some pretty good chemistry with with guys in Philly, but um, you know, here it's just it's just clicking. I think we're we're working for one another. Um, you know, we're able to uh, control the puck a little bit down low, and and uh, you know, just kind of find each other on the ice. We kind of know where uh, each other are right now, and playing a give and go type of game, and and uh, able to create opportunities uh, from it. Uh, getting the win. That's about it. Um, I mean, obviously. The score is exciting. Scored lots of goals, uh, but there was lots of good things that, that that didn't just happen. There was lots of good things that got to that point. Um, you know, a little bit disappointed that we gave up a few at the end. I uh, would have liked to have uh, tightened the ship a little bit more and uh, and played a little bit better for Jake in that in that instance. But uh, I hate to say it, but it's, sometimes it's a little bit of human nature too. I think we said it. I think we said it. Oh, now now they fight too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know, I, like, and, and obviously, I don't. We don't want Vladdy getting into fights, but he certainly sent a message to his teammates that he's got their back there. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if you saw the way that the bench got up, and uh, and if you know, I was behind the players, and so I could hear what they're saying. So yeah, I would say so. You know what it is. What it is is, and again, we, you don't want a guy like him fighting, and next thing you know, he breaks his hand. But the same token, uh, that stuff's contagious, and uh, and we've seen we've seen a lot of that where guys are sacrificing, whether it's blocking a shot or uh, or jumping in there for each other. Guys have been doing a lot of that. Mike, as someone who was in a few scraps yourself in your career, would you say Vladimir exploited himself pretty well? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did pretty well. That's for sure. So uh, he's so strong. I mean, uh, but but again, that's that's not uh, that's not what we want him concentrating on. Was this a game tonight where whatever line was running the they were setting their teammates up coming behind them, just putting continually putting them in good spots? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that we. I, I was really impressed with uh, coming home off that road trip. Um, first off, I was really impressed with our practice yesterday, and that you know it doesn't sound like much, but that means something. Um, you know, before a homestand like this, uh, quite often a game like this could be a letdown. I think that we, um, I think that our players were, uh, you know, had a, had the real um, strong mindset, um, knowing that that if we weren't ready to play this game, that it would have we would have been behind the eight ball and chasing. Um, so I think that 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 prepared them to to have a good start. And then again, I I just think that uh, you look at. Uh, the way that they executed to get to the game that we asked them to play, and uh, and they did that uh, way better than we could have even hoped. Really good. Um, you know, again, I it, it's going to take them a little bit of time, timing wise, with the puck and and feeling the pressure and and you know just. Uh, knowing knowing his outs, but uh, again, he made a couple of really good plays with the puck. Uh, but he's, he he impacts the game in, in such a strong presence. Um, you know, against the rush uh, in his defensive zone on the penalty kill, 
he's a guy that that helps you get to your game because uh you know he doesn't just defend he just he defends quickly and uh and and allows us to get back on the attack Yeah, I would say so. I, again, we we knew that we had to be ready for the start, and uh, and our mentality was, you know, let's 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 go head to head against them. Let's make sure we find a way to get to our game and and find a way to take this thing over. So much happened, but that goal by Yashkin is just. Uh, yeah, dazzling. yeah. No, he, he, that was probably his strongest game of the year. The whole, the whole third line come along. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, we got an offense from everybody that was uh, tonight. So. Uh, uh, that's a nice thing when everybody shows up on the score sheet. But uh, you know, it was it was a team effort, no question. Again, I I, I wish that we could have stayed a little bit tighter at the end, not given up a couple because you know Jake actually made some saves that uh, you know gave us a chance to get to the point where we where we were. I wish that we would have finished it a little bit harder there. But um, but all in all, it's it's a pretty pretty complete game here tonight. Uh, it's it, typically they bring out the best in you, and you, it's going to bring out the best in them too. I mean, obviously, uh, you know we got a bullseye right now. Teams are chasing us, and um, you know we're not getting teams B games, so we know that we're going to face their best. Uh, you know, two teams that we played in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I think the <clears throat> excuse me, the rivalry part of it, the emotion part of it, uh, it's going to be intense. It's going to be fast hockey and uh, and fun to watch. I just love it. Vladimir is such a great guy, but sometimes he just seems so innocent when the announcer, Robert, and the interviewer ask him if everything was clicking. He says, what does clicking mean? <laughs> that was just great. I love Vladimir Tarasenko. He's such a personality, such a nice guy, and a great player. And hey, it doesn't happen too often when a top scorer like that fights. Look back and see how many times Brad Hall fought. Look back and see how many times Wayne Gretzky fought? Now, I know Gordie Howe was a scrappy player, but look at Yager. How many times has Yager fought? It doesn't happen a lot, but I'm going to tell you one thing. When it does happen, that bench does appreciate it. They look at it and say, hey, this guy's our top scorer. He's not known for fighting, but he sticks up for, for our player when he feels something went wrong, and he did. And I'm sorry, that was a knee-to-knee contact. That was done on purpose. There's no place for that in hockey. Get it out of the game. Give these guys penalties. In my mind, it should have been a four-minute penalty. And the NHL really needs to cut down on these. And hopefully, they keep looking at these and making adjustments on how they call the penalties. Something's got to be done. So enough about this game. The Blues' big win against Edmonton. Next game, Predators are in town. And we all know what happened in last year's second round. The Blues had a lot of issues with the Predators. I think there was a lot of penalties that weren't called. And the Blues just really had a tough time with them and lost it in six games, four games to two. This year, it's a different Blues team, totally different Blues team in my mind. They're playing much better. They've really had some more time to meld into uh, Coach Mike's system, and they're, in my mind, the best team in the NHL right now. Predators started out the year really bad, but they've looked better as of late, but they are not the team they were last year in that Cinderella run to the Stanley Cup. And I know a lot of people picked them to be first in the Western Conference. I knew they'd have issues and they wouldn't finish first. People were picking them to win the Stanley Cup and base it on just last year's great run that they had. People forget this team barely made it into the playoffs last year. And then they got hot. That normally doesn't happen two years in a row. So they've got to play much better if they want to get back to the Stanley Cup. And hopefully it won't start for this Friday when they play the Blues. Blues play their game, put pressure on Pekka Rene. They'll be fine. He's not the goalie he used to be. He's not played as well as he did last year. 
So the Blues can win this game. Just stick to the game plan and you'll be fine. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast, this game recap of the Blues win over the Oilers. Make sure you join me for the next Blues game recap. But until then, stay safe. Have a great rest of your week. Spend some time with your family this holiday weekend. Enjoy everything. Enjoy your turkey, whatever you do with your family. Have a great weekend. And of course, all together now, let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.